let's give our hands to him this morning and give him all the praises. Let's give him all the praises. Let's give him all the praises. This is December 25th. He has tried for us. He has given us a good life. Lord, we are grateful. You deserve all our praises. For all the wonderful works in our life. All the testimony we have received. All the praises. All the wonderful things that you have done this year. Lord, we are sincerely grateful. And we are saying, Lord, be thou be exalted in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have worship. And so, Father, we thank you this morning. From the depth of our heart, we say, Lord, we are grateful. Because we know it is not of him that will it, neither it is of him that run it, but it is of him that showed mercy. Lord, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for your love. Thank you for all that you have done this year. Lord, you did all the work. You deserve all the glory. We return this morning to say, Father, we are grateful. Lord, at this year's running to our head, continue to keep us safe. And bless us wonderfully this morning in Jesus' name. Let your name be exalted forever. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. A clap offering to the Lord. We can give it to him. Better, better and louder. Hallelujah. Let's be seated. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. On behalf of the church, I wish all of you a Merry Christmas and a wonderful year ahead in the name of Jesus. It shall be for you from glory to glory and from favor to favor in Jesus' name. This new year is better than the whole year. And the next year will be greater in Jesus' name. We welcome some of you that we have seen for a very long time that you worship with us on this special occasion. Especially Dr. Ademola and his beautiful family. We welcome you all the way from Abuja. We welcome mommy especially. We have not seen mommy for at least one year. We have not seen you this year. Mommy, can you stand up and shout hallelujah? <laughs> okay, and the twins, we have not seen you this year also. You are welcome, most welcome. We welcome Brad Binger also from Abuja. You welcome this morning. So many wonderful people. Brad Kenny, you are welcome. Some of you have only seen you two times or maybe three times this year. You are all welcome. And we know this year will be good for all of us in Jesus' name. This Sunday is a special Sunday. And it's coming on the 25th of December. Falling on Christmas Day. Making our joy double. Because if it was uh, maybe yesterday or tomorrow, we still celebrate. And we're not going to celebrate. For you to come on a Sunday, it gives you an opportunity to look good. And to come to church to rejoice and celebrate together. And our celebration will never know any end in the name of Jesus. Throughout this year, we will celebrate in the name of Jesus. I'll be preaching on the topic of title, Finding Grace with God. And that is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 30. The coming of Jesus is about the coming of grace. In fact, the coming of Moses is about the coming of the law. The Bible says, Jesus came... And introduce grace 
and perfect truth to us. Luke chapter 1 verse 30. Luke chapter 1 verse 30. Luke chapter 1 verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Say with me, I will not fear. I don't care what is happening. I have found favor with God. Let me preach to your neighbor. Say, fear not. Say it again to us. Say, fear not. Let's say the third time. Say, fear not. Say, because you have found favor with God. I can't hear you again. Say, fear not. For you have found favor with God. Say it again. Say, fear not, my friend. You have found favor with God. And your favor will be permanent in the name of Jesus. The only antidote of fear or that remove fear from your life is the favor of God. If you have assurance of favor, you can be sure that you have no fear in your life. The Bible says, it's perfect love cast out fear. Once God is in love with you, you enjoy, like the hymn says, the wonders of his love. The love of God will take away fear from you. Fear of the unknown. Fear of year 2023. Fear of presidential election. Fear of uh, things to come and things not to come. Fear of the nature. Fear of the economy. Fear of uh, security. Whatever represents fear. Once you know that you have found favor with the Lord, that fear will be removed. And I pray this morning that you are going to find favor with God in Jesus' name. Genesis chapter 6 verse 8. The Bible says, Noah, find favor with God. Psalm 102 verse 13 says, Rejoice for the time to favor you has come. Your set time has come. I pray you are going to enjoy that favor forever in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10. Apostle Paul says, I am what I am by the favor of God. His favor was bestowed upon me and I'm proud product of his favor and grace. See, I'm not worthy to be called an apostle. I'm not worthy of anything. But whatever I am now, it is by the favor of God. And I pray that favor of God, we also you see through life in Jesus' name. You enjoy his favor forever in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What does it take to find grace with God? Number one, you have to pray for it. That is number one thing. You have to pray for God's favor. You have to pray for it. You can say, boy, it's unmerited. But you can ask for it. You can covet it. You can pray for it. In the journey of life, you need favor. You cannot work hard enough or qualify enough for everything you ever need in life. Without the mercy of God, your life will be meaningless. It will not have any color. But without the mercy of life, you will walk to it. It will be difficult. Because when you look at the labor, the awesome, the problem, disappointment, the frustration, the attack that you are suffering in the process of achieving anything, you are going to be hard-hearted. It is the grace of God that can genuinely make you a humble person. You look at yourself and say, 
Am I actually worthy of the blessing that I have received? It is the grace of God that can make you humble. Without the grace of God, you will not want to share your life with anybody. You say, I have labor. Other people have been lazy. Why should I share my blessing with them? That will be your feeling. But it is the favor of God that make your life simple. That make you humble. That make you return the glory to the Lord. That make you say, ah, truly, God has really helped me. So, and the easiest way to enjoy this grace is to pray for it. It might look free, but it's not simple. Grace is free, it's unmerited, but it's not simple. You have to pray for it. The same way you pray for wisdom. Every day you pray for God's grace. That's what Apostle Paul taught us. He said, when you are traveling or you want to make a promise, say, by the grace of God, if God permits. Because you are not the one that owns your bread. You are not the one that knows tomorrow. The only one that knows tomorrow is God. And the only way for you to see tomorrow and fulfill that promise is because of God's grace and favor. Very importantly, you have to pray. In Luke chapter 18, verse 35 to 43, a blind man, blind Bartimaeus, perceived that Jesus was passing. And he said, I pray one prayer. Lord, have mercy on me. In other words, show me favor. Let me enjoy favor today. Let me enjoy favor. Let me enjoy favor. Let me enjoy favor. He was praying and praying. And what happened? Jesus heard him and stood still and said, what do you want me to do for you? And his story changed. He started with the prayer of favor before the Lord asked him a specific question. What do you want? You have to pray for favor. In Genesis chapter 24 verse 12, the servant of Abraham prayed, say, Lord, let me find grace today, success today. As I'm looking out for this thing, let it be possible that I will achieve results. People that enjoy favor, they pray. In fact, somebody said, and I believe him, he said, the proof that you depend on grace is that you pray. Anyone that believes in the grace of God will pray and pray for results. You will need them beside your bed. You say, Lord, as I'm going out today, I'm trusting your grace. Lord, help me. Now, I, I return from Madikula Jassy and I say, Lord, I give you all the glory. I'm humbled by you. I'm grateful for Johnny Mercy. And you know, I was sharing the testimony on Wednesday and I say, I'm happy that I traveled and came back and I was not kidnapped. And people started laughing because some people traveled that same route and they were kidnapped for three days and at the end they find them dead. Yeah, the same Nigeria are not abroad. The same place, the same road. Same road. The same road that you have passed through and other people died, you have passed through it and the Lord has delivered you. So when you start a journey, you pray and say, Lord, let me find grace in this journey. Lord, be with me. Let me enjoy your grace. But one way to find grace with God is to pray for it. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16. We are not serving an high priest that is not touched with the feeling of our infirmity. Was he not tempted? Tempted yet without sin. He said, let us come boldly to the throne of grace and pray for favor in times of need. We ask for grace. We pray for it. We pray. We don't just bend and be looking and say, anything that will happen, let it happen. No. We can change the course of events by praying and say, Lord, I need your grace. What I people may be suffering along this route. What I people may be having problems along this route. But let me enjoy your grace. Let me find favor with you and in your sight. Let my journey in life be smooth. Let me enjoy your grace. 
Fear not, for you are find grace with God. If may find grace, you too can find grace this morning. Can find grace. Can pray for grace. You can't say some people are more disadvantaged and some people are more uh, advantageous or they are more privileged than you. You too can pray for grace. Your mother may not will an inheritance for you. Your father may not have anything for you. But God, there's so much in stock. And you can pray for it. And pray, Lord, let your grace be available to me. Number one way to enjoy grace is by praying for that grace. Romans chapter 9, verse 15 and 16. Romans chapter 11, verse 29 to 30. Romans chapter 9, verse 15 and 16 says that it is not of him that will it. Okay, 15 says, For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. He says, so therefore, it is not of him that will it. Desire something, it's not of him that run it. It's of God that showed mercy. So he says, I will do it. Lord, do it for me. Have mercy on me. Don't let me end my life abruptly. Don't let me start a project and I will not be able to finish it. Don't let me build a house for another one to hear it. Don't let me walk without seeing the results. Let me see the end of this thing that I have started. I don't want to die on the journey. You can pray that prayer. There's nothing wrong with it. God is willing to answer your prayer. So pray for grace. And I pray that as we depend on God for, for God's grace, it will not disappoint you. Very soon, you are going to be a testimony of grace. Even in the midst of scarcity, you are going to laugh. So let's pray for grace. more. As we are you know, watching over the year, things are changing. Maybe price of cement. Things are getting, you know, a little bit harder for other people. You are praying, Lord. Ah, I don't want to know poverty. Oh. I don't want to know this. Lord, let your grace spare me from all the trouble that people are going through. And the grace of Christ will be sufficient for you in Jesus' name. You know the story. Apostle Paul says, three times I pray to the Lord, remove this pain, remove this thing. And he said, the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. It's, it seems to me that anytime you pray, God reply with grace. He said, for my strength is made perfect in your weaknesses. See, because I know his grace is available, most gladly I will rejoice in my weaknesses so that the grace and the power of God may be available to me. So we have to pray for grace. Apostle Paul is an apostle of grace, taught us grace, preached grace, yet he said he prayed for grace the more. So let's pray for grace. And the God of grace will answer us in Jesus' name. Is there anyone that is sad in our midst this morning? This is a season of favor. Pray for favor. Lord, let your favor take this body away from me. Something that is not working well in your life, or you don't know what to do about it. Pray that grace will be available in the name of Jesus. Romans 11, 29 to 30. He said the gifts and the calling of God are without what? repentance. Put on verse 30. For the gift and the calling of God are without repentance. For as in times past, they have, you have not believed God, yet have now obtained mercy through their unbelief. You can obtain mercy. You pray. You say, I, I wanted to give all of them favor. But somehow they rejected it. And because of their unbelief, you Gentiles, you have obtained mercy. And he has given it to you. He has given it to you. There is nothing anybody and do about it. You know, that's how grace works. Even in the midst of your enemy, God can answer you with grace. And your enemies are helpless. Number two way to enjoy grace and find grace with God is by accepting the word of his grace or good news that he speaks to you. Most of the time when 
grace is coming or favor is coming. Good news will come first. The way it came to Mary. And when it comes, you can't define it. At times you can't understand it. At times it's too big to be believed. But what you have to do is to accept it. Luke chapter 1 verse 45 says, Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things that were told her by the Lord. And you know what Mary said? Let it be unto me according to your word. Anytime good news comes to you, a word of grace comes to you, don't sit among this kung fu. Among those who that mock the word of God, just say, Lord, if it is real, I accept it all. If you are prophesying it, I believe it. Accept the word of God. Accept it. Accept it. Second Kings chapter 7 verse 2. The man of God prophesied, by this time tomorrow, good news, there will be food in Samaria. And somebody said, even if God opened the windows in the Samaria and in heaven and Jerusalem, God can never do that. They were sarcastic about the power of God. And what happened? He said, you will see it with your eyes, but you will not be a partaker. What you don't accept, you cannot enjoy. You must first accept it with a willingness of the heart in your mind first. Let's stop all this uh, pessimistic mentality. The fact that you have not seen anybody around here sharing that kind of testimony does not mean that that kind of testimony does not exist. That is the truth. God is not a conventional God that you put in a box. This is the way you are going to walk. God works in mysterious way. God is God. He forever be God over one being. There is nothing he cannot do. There are testimonies that you hear and you ask yourself, is God doing this? Yet, God is making it possible. In a simple way. In a simple way. In fact, some things that you are doubting now, God may actually be preparing it for you in future. And God is waiting for you to accept the good news. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, the good news was preached to them as well as unto us. But the people that first received the good news did not miss it with faith. In other words, they did not accept it. And so they could not enter the promised land. Acceptance of good news is what guarantees people. And at times when you hear it, you don't need to share with people that without it. Just take it, hook, line, and singer. Let it be unto me according to the word of God. Like Mary, accepting good news guarantee God's favor. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you your inheritance gifts among them that are sanctified. I commit you to God and to the word of his grace. You know when you refuse God's word or you reject, let me say God's word, you become a rebellious person. Most of the people that are rebellious, they are rebellious not in heart. They are rebellious in the word that God is saying to them. Ironically, ironically, all these things that they are saying, is a lie. They are just trying to raise our hope and raise our expectation. And God sees that as a rebellion. Because you cannot accept what God is saying. And most of the time in the Old Testament, when you see God getting annoyed, it's because people could not receive what God is saying. They cannot accept it as a reality. That you are doubting him. And you are saying something negative. And most of the time, God is hearing. 
I say most of the time because there are some times we hear and we pretend as if it's not here. But there are times we tell you what you have said in your bedroom or I had. Oh. I had. I had. In number chapter 16, God starts showing people that if you accept what he has said, verse 13 to 14, when a man said, ever since you said that God will take us to a good land, in fact, you took us out of a good land to a bad land. And you have promised us that God will take us to a land flowing with milk and honey. Where is that land now? And God had. Put it there. Number 16, verse 13 and 14. And that is the story of Data, Korah, and Abihu. People that rebel against Moses. This is how they started. Put on number chapter 16, verse 13 and 14. They say, we came out of a land that is flowing with milk and honey. You promise us there is a better land that is flowing with milk and honey. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness that you should keep acting like a prince over us? So it was in their word that they were rejecting what God said. So you take us out of a good land. Where were they coming from? From Egypt. A place of bondage. Before they left Egypt, they cried to the Lord. The Bible said the bondage was too much for them. And the Lord had them and sent a deliverer in form of Moses. They were coming from a land of sin, a land of bondage, a strange land where they were treated as a second-class citizen. That's where they were coming from. When they got to this wilderness, they said, she, you brought us out of a land that is flowing with milk and honey for you to be acting as a prince over us and kill all of us. Verse 14. Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance. Where is this of And Moses said, Go and call them. They said, We are not coming. Enough of all these boo-boo. We are not coming to meet you. Then God said to them, Separate those people that have rejected my word from people that have accepted my word. That's this where their rebellion started. They say all this hope that we have in God is in vain. We are just wandering in the wilderness. God is going to do it. God has not done anything. He now said, Lord, prove to them that you have called me. And you know, God did something very strange. The grand open and swallowed them up. The Bible says when they were crying for pain, people ran away from them so that the ground will not swallow up. All these things were written for our example. I know God said it in January. It has not yet come to pass. He said, Lord, I believe you. When you remember me, let it come to pass. That's how to work with God. How do I find grace with God? I accept him. And I accept his word in my heart. It may not be a reality in your life now. But we are serving a God that can never lie. He will fulfill his word and promises in your life. Do not rebel against the Lord. They say, oh, you say we, have, we are close. We are close, Abby. In Numbers chapter 14. We are close to the land. Okay, let's choose spies that we go and see the land for us. They are the one that suggested. And uh, uh, Moses said, choose two, two people that will go. Go and check the land and give us a report of what the land is. They saw that these people died. So they chose another two to go and spy the land. 
And you know, human beings, we are pessimistic by nature. We are pessimistic by nature. They came back, they said, well, the land is good, but Kodatosha. He said, what did you see? Ah, he said, I saw giant. No, go on She let on long, 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 I was asking one of my sons yesterday in the UK. He's a medical doctor. He's a consultant now. Dr. Yemi. I said, hey, Yemi, let me ask you this question. Do doctors also complain in the UK that they are not paying them well enough? Then he laughed. He said, that is the same. People are seeing, they will be here. They will be running to US and Germany. They are not paying us here well. He said, it's human being. Human being complain everywhere. I said, did they also complain? They said, ah, they complain, no. He said, it's with human being. It's with human being. So they came back and complained that the land that they have checked is not good enough for them. That in fact, they are not likely going to survive in that land if God gave it to them. So, and uh, Caleb said, ah, no, it's not good, though. Don't let us say this thing. The land that we have seen is good. Numbers chapter 14 verse 8. If the Lord delight in us, if he give us the land, all the problems they have seen is like bread to us. They will all die and we inherit the land. They say, shut up your mouth. Shut up your mouth. That's how you... And we, shut up your mouth. The land is not good. And the Bible says, when the congregation heard the report, they have not gone to fight the battle. They started weeping. Can you imagine how somebody can tell you news and you have not seen war, you started weeping. The Bible says they became sorrowful, depressed because of the reports of their representative. They were crying. And they said, all of us we are going to die. And eventually our children will also die. I, they said so many things. And God said, I have heard you. All of you that says that you cannot get there, you will not get there. As we have said in my hearing, so will I do unto you. Numbers chapter 14, verse 28. The easiest way to enjoy grace is to accept the good news of the Lord. No matter how big it is, you can dream wonderful things. You can hear wonderful sermon. God can give you wonderful promise. Don't say, eh, eh, you can be number one. Say, God, I've never seen anybody successful. God said, I'll make you an example of success in your family. Because God is big. And when he talks to you, he talks in a big way. The promises of God are big. And at times, it seems as if, ah, maybe God is lying. God is not a man that he should lie. Whatever he says, he can do it. He will not need the assistance to do it. So that is why you must accept the word of the Lord. Don't rebel against God. When God gives you the good news, just accept it. Let it be unto me according to your word. God said, don't worry. I will take you through these stages and I'm going to get glory. You are going to have victory. Lord, do it according to your word. Have you discovered in the Bible that the greatest victory for the people of God, they were won in a very simple, simple way. Look at the wall of Jericho. The captain says, look, I belong to the Lord. I'm not that for you nor for any man. But do what I say. You see, what does that also do? Just walk around the city. 
Have you ever seen anybody fighting a war by just walking around? You see the walk. Walk around the city once in a day and sit down. He says, that warfare? He said, that is our warfare. Do it. The seventh day, walk around. Don't touch the wall. Just shout. Any shout. It's not even hallelujah. They ask them to shout. Just shout. And they just shouted. The Buddha carrying horn. They blasted the horn. Ooh. All of a sudden, invisible hands started breaking the wall. All the wall, as mighty as the wall of Jericho was, collapsed. But what did they do? Simple thing. That's how grace works. You just accept God's word. And in a simple way, God will perfect what he wanted to do. In his own way. So you'll be humble. You say, ah, is this what I was troubled with and I was disturbed and I was saying, how can God do it? Look at how simple it is. And that's why we always say, anytime you are going through trouble, don't say something that will make God to look at you one kind. Because most of the time, when solution will come, it will be so simple that you'll be embarrassed yourself. So simple. Accept the good news. Accept the word of the Lord. You know, when Jesus Christ came, in John chapter 1, verse 12, the Bible says he came to his own and announced grace, announced good news. The Bible says his own people did not receive him all. They did not re- It was so simple for them to receive. You, you. Ah, no, 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 no. The Bible says most times when he preached in their synagogue, they were amazed with wisdom. They were amazed with his miracle. But they find it difficult to believe him. They were offended in him. And he could not do mighty works. He could not show them much more grace. The easiest way to enjoy grace is to accept the good news. Whether you receive it in dream or you are, you are before God in a church and God is giving you a word. Just say, Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. Accepting the good news will make the favor of God to move faster into your life. Number three way to enjoy grace is that you must be born again. I cannot emphasize this enough because so many people are assuming that they are born again by coming to church. Jesus did not come to introduce religion. Jesus is not come to introduce moral because I know moral is now the trend. Ah, Jesus did not come to introduce society. So Christianity is not a society. Jesus did not come to introduce cooperatives. That is not what Jesus has come to do. Every other thing that we are doing may be additional, they may be good. But the essential reason why Jesus came into the world is that we can be born again. We can be saved. And so many of you are, are treating it as not essential. I've been coming to this church for the past 10 years. Everybody knows me now. I'm in the choir. Now. I, I, you know, the uh, Bragbinga sent his younger brother to go and beat drum for us today. And I welcome him. I say, uh, you are welcome. Are you, are you fine? Feel at home. This is your house. I say, but please, are you born again? I was asking him. Because if you start playing in churches around about, you believe that I know all this thing now. And knowing this thing at times prevents you from being born again. Because you get offended. You say, I've worked with so many pastors. Ah, prophet uh, this, prophet that, prophet this. I've beaten drum for them. I've, I've been around them. Being around us does not mean that your name is written in the book of life. Grace comes with salvation of souls. 
If I use the old day to preach about salvation, it is not enough. You know why? I have people in my family that are not yet born again, but they are good moral-wise. And that cannot automatically allow them to enjoy the grace of God. The biggest grace is that you must be saved. Then all other doors will be opened unto you. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and verse 9. Look at what Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. You know when we talk about the foundation, people ignore it. They just don't like it and I don't know why. And Psalm chapter 11 verse 3 says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If you are not born again, how do we help you? How do we help you? For by grace are you, you have been saved through faith. And that is not of yourself. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. Your faith should be used first in giving your life to Christ. You believe that Jesus came for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. John chapter 3 verse 16. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You must be born again. Your faith should not be used for miracle or blessing first. Your faith should be used to be saved. You must be born again. And it's a simple process. You won't pay money. You won't pay anything. You just believe that Jesus came for you and you alone. And that Jesus came so that he has come to remove your sins. I say, Lord, I believe you came for me. Forgive me of my sins. Write my name in the book of life. As you confess him as a Lord and personal Savior, you are born again. As simple as that process is, so many people are ignoring it. And I, won't, I don't want the devil to blindfold you that what you are going to remember about my sermon today is that he preached about finding God's favor. Favor, The only way to obtain favor is that you must be genuinely saved. You must be saved. You must be born again. I, I had a story of uh, Baba Deboye. How God told him to write a letter to a certain rich man that he should give his life to Christ. He says he's a chief. Did not want to mention his name. And he wrote that, I'm not writing to you as a prophet though, because I want money. I'm writing to you because God said you should be born again. Not that you are going to church. Then the man immediately sent his driver and picked him to talk to him more about how to be born again. We saw your letter. He said, we should be born again. He said, yes. He told him how Jesus came into the world. The same thing I'm saying right now. And that you need to confess that Jesus came for you and give your life to Christ. After Baba finished preaching, he said, I'll be thinking about it. You can go. So, he, he went. Occasionally, he will call him. We say, come, okay, today is a new year. Come and preach to us. He will preach to him. You must be born again. Because he remembered the message that God gave him. That anytime you go to this chief, what you preach to him is salvation. So we talk to him, you must be born again. Anybody that is not born again, it's not religion, no. He said he was emphasizing it because it took him a lot of years to convince his mother, his own biological mother, that he needs to be born again. That the mother told him, You will be preaching to me to be born again. Shut up your mouth. He said, so he will travel and preach and preach and preach because so many people don't want to be born again, but they want to be religious. This is where we have the problem in the church. That's where we have the problem. So many people want to conform to a pattern. We ask calf. Don't abuse people. Look like a Christian. 
Come to church. Pay tight. Pay off. That is easy. But confessing Christ as the Lord and Savior, you say, uh-uh, next time. He said, because he had that experience with the mother. So he kept going to this man. And after he has explained, the man will laugh. My friend, I will be thinking about it. One day, he said, the man had a major stroke that could not allow him to talk. But before that thing could get bad, he called and said, call my friend Adeboye. So they called him. And when he got there, he said he was shocked because he knew as of the light time they met, what the man said was that he be thinking about it. So he knew the man was not born again. If he should die that time, he would go to hell. So he prayed. said, God, please give this man one more chance. And the man within one hour became normal. And he said, the only reason why God gave you this chance is because he wants to be born again. Let me repeat the process again to you. You have to confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Believe he died for you. Confess your sin so that you're done with the book of life. You may not have this chance again. The man said, I'll be thinking about it. Then he said, from that time, he stopped picking his call and he stopped going to him. After some years, the man died. As simple as this thing is, oh, sits with some people for 24 years. They will tell you that. Oh, long time ago, me was bad. Hey, you Christian, gang leburu. I was at Lord Church again. If I was and she died, and funya lobo, we are nice people. So, ara ine lomo wa sufu. You see, they have forgotten that character is different from salvation. It does not matter who you are, whether you are young, whether you are old, whether you are poor, whether you are rich. The only way to enjoy the grace of God is to be safe. You must be born again. Not conform to us. Not conform. Not uh, behave like us. Talk like us. We are scarf like us. Stop going to club. That is not what we are talking about. We are talking about, are you sure you have received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? Is your name written in the book of life? Have you confessed Jesus as your Lord and Pastor? Are you born again? Because if you are not born again, the birth of Jesus has no meaning for you. I remember my mother before she died. She would be telling me, Tell these people to be born again. No, they must be born again. That is the entry passport into heaven, not church. Not church. You may be known here. If you are not known there, it's a major issue. The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 16 to 17, from him we have received grace upon grace. If you don't have him, that is the source of grace. If you are not born again, how can you receive grace upon grace? Because grace also can grow. If you don't have him, you don't have foundation for the grace. John chapter 1 verse 16 says, and of his fullness we have all received grace for grace. And our grace upon grace come when you have him in your heart. When you don't have him, already, the foundation has been destroyed. So how can I be talking about grace when you are not born again? Anyone that is not safe cannot have grace upon grace. Can't be religious. You can't be religious and be praying for grace. You must be born again. If you are not sure that you are born again, today is the perfect day. 
Jesus came so that he can redeem us from our sin so that we can have Christ in our life. In fact, today is a day of preaching salvation. We are talking about grief. We are talking about what Jesus has come to do. The purpose of Christmas is the salvation of souls. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the grace of God brought us back to God. And how do we get this grace of God back to God? By, is by giving our life to Jesus. I don't know which one is the most important thing I've talked about this morning. Praying for grace, accepting the good news, and giving your life to Jesus. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. I want you to raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I believe you came to this world for my sake. You have come into this world to save me from my sins. I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. I believe you have come to redeem me from my sins. I am saved. I am born again. I will enjoy grace upon grace in the name of Jesus. From one level of grace to another level of grace, that will be my portion in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If you have made that prayer, you are born again and it's coming genuinely from your heart. Let's raise our two hands to heaven and say, Father, let it be unto me according to the word of grace. Let the word of grace have fulfillment in my life. That's how to enjoy grace. It doesn't matter how big the promise of God are. It does not matter how big the word of God are. They can come to pass in your life. I want a lady in Lanla. Father, I receive them. I accept them. Your word is true. Your word is good. Your word is life. I receive your word. What you have said concerning me will come to pass. I believe all your promises. I believe all your words. I believe all your wonderful words. The words of grace that I've received, they will come to pass in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, the word of grace will not be in vain over me. Lord, I accept it. I will not rebel against it. They will come to pass. In the mighty name of Jesus, by grace, by grace, I will achieve all I need to achieve. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, your favor will be upon me. In the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. The Bible says let us come boldly to the throne of grace. That we may receive favor for our time of need. I want to raise your hands to heaven. This is a time of need. The year is running to hand. I say Father I receive your favor. Not only to see year 2023. But to see it gracefully. With laughter. With joy. With me and my children and my wife. In the name of Jesus. Let's pray and say, Lord, have mercy on us. It is not of him that will it. It's not of him that run it. It's of God that showeth mercy. In the name of Jesus. Let your mercy be available for me. By your grace. In the name of Jesus. Let your grace be sufficient for me. Apostle Paul said, three times I pray for grace. 
and he said to him my grace is sufficient for you lord let your grace be sufficient for me and my wife let it be sufficient for me and my children let your grace be sufficient for this this is abundant grace church lord let your grace be sufficient don't let us mourn don't let us sorrow don't let us have any occurrence of evil in the name of let's pray for grace let's come boldly and ask for grace in time of need is there anyone going through danger lord we ask for grace let your grace be sufficient let your grace be sufficient let your grace be available in the name of jesus lord sufficient grace abundant grace let it be available for my journey you are going to journey this week pray for grace pray for grace lord your grace lord let it be sufficient for the appointment for the new job for the new promotion lord your grace lord please open your mouth and pray come boldly to the throne of grace it's not a throne of judgment it's throne of grace say lord jesus i pray for grace have mercy on me you are the one that is showing mercy so mercy so mercy in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the let's pray and pray and pray and pray and say lord show your mercy by your goodness show your mercy in the name of jesus show your mercy lord show your mercy lord in the name of jesus in the name of jesus let's pray let's pray and say lord let your mercy let it prevail in the name of jesus psalm 145 verse 8 the lord is gracious and full of compassion slow to anger and of great mercy the lord is gracious full of compassion bible say the father saw the prodigal by coming and he had compassion on him the lord is full of compassion is gracious i don't know where you are running from what is happening to you the lord is full of compassion and mercy let's raise our hands to heaven and say father i don't want to be frustrated i don't want to be traumatized first before being blessed i don't want to be in pain as i'm growing in years let me grow in grace let the grace over my life grow in every area you can pray to the lord lord let my life be full of grace the lord is gracious full of compassion slow to anger the lord if he's full of great mercy show me great mercy give me eye favor in the name of jesus go ahead and pray and pray for yourself lord you are full of compassion you are gracious you are a good god show me your great mercy show me your great compassion in the mighty name of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayer when mary saw the angel mary was afraid i don't know what is carrying you today but that thing that is carrying you will turn to favor maybe when you see the debit alert you are scared maybe when you see the medical reports you are scared maybe when you look at the symptom in your body you are scared but the angel said to her fear not mary for you are fine grace with god raise your hands to heaven say i will not fear 
I will not be afraid. Nothing will intimidate me. I have found grace with God. Go ahead and pray that prayer. I know you love me. I have found grace with you. Nothing will scare me. I command every fear to go away. It does not matter the medical report you carry to church this morning. The Lord is saying to you, fear not. You have found grace with God. Remove your fear. Take your eye away from the report. Take your hand away from that danger zone. Fear not. Fear not. I don't care the dream you had last night. Maybe a prophet <laughs> prophesied evil concerning you. The Bible says, Fear not, for you are fine grace with God. You are fine grace with God. Fear not. Fear not, for you are fine grace with God. And that grace will be over your life forever in the name of Jesus. We cast every spirit of fear out in the name of Jesus. Father, you say you have accepted us into the beloved. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6. Because of the grace of the Lord Jesus, you are now the beloved of God in the name of Jesus. And his perfect love cast out fear. Whatever represents fear, we cast them out in Jesus' name. Whatever represents darkness, we cast it out in the name of Jesus. Whatever represents confusion in your life, we cast them out in Jesus' name. The Lord replaced that particular fear with good news. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, before the end of this year, replace every fear in my life with good news. We want good news. Good news that will give me great joy. Let's receive good news. Uh, this year is running to an end. Good news of great joy. The Lord replaced that fear with good news of great joy. Come on, go ahead and pray. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost here this morning. Go ahead and pray and say, Lord, whatever represents fear in my life, replace it with good news of great joy. Good news of great joy. Let it enter my life. Good news of great joy. Good news of great joy. Let it enter my life. In the name of Jesus. Between now and the remaining days of year 2022, replace every fear with good news. Good news in my front. Good news all around me. Good news right center in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayer. Surely the Lord will bless the righteous and we surround them with favor like a sheet. 360 degree. Wherever you go, enjoy favor. Enjoy favor in the name of Jesus. Good news that will replace fear the Lord will give it to you. Even the thing that you fear most will not happen. It will only be in the imagination. You will not experience evil. In the name of Jesus, every negative prophecy concerning you, we cancel them this year. We replace every fear with good news of great joy. In the name of Jesus, because we are finding grace with God, wherever you go, you enjoy grace with men. In the name of Jesus. I prophesy it shall be grace upon grace for you. Thank you, Father. Please, all eyes close.
Today is a day of salvation. You want to give your life to Jesus? And you are doing it now. Raise your hand up. Let me pray for you. Thank you for that hand. Raise it high. Raise it very high. You have not given your life to Jesus before. You are raising your hand. Let me see it. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Today I am born again. I'm no longer a sinner. My name is written in the book of life. I am born again today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we have prayer. Shout hallelujah. Please let's be seated. Let's clap our hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah.